0: This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC Cincinnati This is the Nation Station.
1: I'll never forget the
0: Hi again everyone and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 208. Darren does Disney. We actually found out that our hotel, while we were gone,
1: removed the double tree sign and put up a Hilton
0: Garden Inn sign. They're admittedly not Disney folks or even amusement park folks, the overholzers are but they had to go with some hilarious results. Now, whether you're a Disney person or not, I think you're going to dig Darren's insights into the Kingdom of the Mouse. And if you've been liking the podcast, you can help support it by PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at We are working, of course, on getting more episodes up, but we've had some other things to take care of. And, uh, well, we have some more guests coming up. I have uh, We have one in the can already for next week, and we're lining up a few more, so stay tuned for those. Also, be sure to listen for the special promo code for 20% off near the end of the episode. Now Let's hear Darren's review of Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom and all that good stuff.
1: Cincinnati, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-E-T-I, Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati, just maybe think of me once in a while, i cincyshirts.com and cincinnati hey everybody it's darren with Cincy Shirts here i am back from spring break woohoo yeah i don't know I, I just uh i went on spring break with my family i unplugged for a week which is hard for me no matter what uh our staff says i do have a hard time unplugging and uh going about my normal life without thinking t-shirts and being on my phone and, you know, worrying about who's doing what and where and everything else. But uh, yeah, so we decided, uh, my wife and I decided, hey, our kids are growing up. They are eight and 12, actually nine and 12. How old are they? God, nine and 10, 10 and 12. I don't know. My point is the kids are growing up They're actually 9 and 12. I do know my kids' ages. (laughs) Yeah, but that's just a sign that they're growing up too fast and I have a hard time keeping up with life in general. And we're like, you know what? We're not not a Disney family, but damn it, we're going to be one this year. We're going to do it. We're going to check that box. We're going to take our kids to Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so... I got some help from some different blogs and uh, podcasts and stuff, and uh, I decided, hey, we're, we're going to do it. It's we, We're beach people, okay? And that is a difference. Disney people are very different than beach people. Uh, we like to sit on a beach and do nothing but fry in the sun all week. And I know after a while, it's kind of like, hey, maybe we should do something else, but that's what we like to do. So, hey, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we decided to do a half and half. So we we went to Cocoa Beach down in, uh, it's about an hour on the Atlantic side in Florida, hour away from Walt Disney World. We decided, hey, we're going to, you know, have our little relaxing couple days before we head and uh, do the whole rat race. Which we figured would not be relaxing, and turns out it was not. <laughs> but anyway, so we uh, we did get a couple days. Uh, Cocoa Beach is pretty cool. It's it's like a, they're they're trying to be Myrtle Beach or Pigeon Forge. They need about twenty years. They got like a Wizard of Oz museum that just opened up that didn't look very hot, and then uh, a couple other you know weird putts and they're trying. All right, I'll give them that. It's a beach, and it was cool. But it's right down the street from uh, Cape Canaveral, and on the beach, sitting on the beach, you could actually see the Kennedy Space Center from from our beach chairs. So I'm staring at the sun. I look over, and I'm like, "Oh wow, that's uh, where the Challenger took off and exploded." So, uh, so that really wasn't a good memory, and uh, had some P- PTSD there. But anyway, it was uh, it was a cool spot. Funny story from Cocoa Beach before I get on to get on to Disney. We went out to, to dinner. We left about four o'clock. We drove down about a mile on the strip, got some grub. Then we came back to the hotel about, uh, oh, we did an escape room. So that was cool. Did an escape room with my kids. And then we uh, came back to the hotel, or we tried to come back to the hotel. I uh, drove about three or four miles down the road and was like, hey, I think we should have been to our hotel by now. And Nash is like, hey, I mean, what, what are you drunk? Like, how many beers did you have at, at dinner? Like, I don't get it. How do you, how can you not know where our hotel is? And I didn't put it in ways because I knew we were staying at the DoubleTree on the on the strip, and there's no way you can miss it. So we turned around, and I headed back the other way. It was like totally the vacation. Hey, Big Ben, Parliament. Um, except we didn't see Big Ben or Parliament or our hotel. We went back the second time did not see the hotel finally put it in ways i'm like damn it i i don't know must have disappeared i'm an idiot we actually found out that our hotel while we were gone removed the double tree sign and put up a hilton garden inn sign yes that afternoon they switched from double tree to hilton garden inn the most uh amazing thing ever i mean the staff still had Doubletree stuff on. It was definitely... like We didn't have to change rooms. It, it was bizarre. We, we checked in. We got the cookies. I guess Doubletree gives you cookies. That's their thing. Um, so we got the got the cookies, which was an advantage. And then, boom. Next day, it's a Hilton. So that was wild. And I, I told the guy at the front desk. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll give you guys that. That was slick. Even though it screwed me up and made me look like an idiot in front of my family. <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> I said, hey, if, uh, if I wake up and this is a Motel 6, y'all owe me some money. That's all I know. But, I mean, wouldn't that suck if you, like, open the door and all of a sudden you're, like, outside? Just like a, you know, Motel 6 or whatever. Anyway, so that was definitely weird. For sure. But I had to do my homework. You know what I mean? Because because we had to get ready get ready to go to Disney World. Had to do my homework. So, like I said, I was looking up some blogs, looking up some... Uh, some podcasts, want we'll to give a shout out to Disney Deciphered. They helped me out, listened to a few episodes. I also listen to the Zippity Doodah Disney podcast. It sounds like a Disney podcast, right? So many people, anyone who's been to Disney, all they want to do is talk to you about Disney. And everyone has their own tricks and all this stuff. And they change everything like every other day. So there's there's constant changes, constant updates. There's new rides. There's new ways to... Get around this and that, and oh, they got this new app out. And today it's the Lightning Lane, and it's old now they're doing virtual queues. And oh, well, back. we're back to the Lightning Lane stuff, but you only get one, and it's called the Genie Plus, and it doesn't really work. And all the bloggers are bitching about it and everything else. And it's uh, it really is kind of uh, annoying and exciting to uh, keep up with all at the same time, because this is all new to me. You know, we're not again. i'm 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 beach people i'm not disney people (laughs) so i'm sitting down being a beach people at at the pool at the double tree which just turned into a hilton so i'm so i'm at the hilton pool today 20 minutes ago it was the double tree pool i like the double tree pool better than the hilton pool i'm like if this is a hilton this should be a better pool double tree i'll take it it's pretty nice for double tree sitting down there and i get an email saying hey We know you're coming to the park. You better make reservations for your park. Uh, What are you talking about? I have tickets for the parks. I have purchased three Park Hopper tickets for the dates April 18th, 19th, and 20th that say I can enter your parks. And the Park Hopper allows you to go to another park. At 2 o'clock, you can hop parks. Pretty cool. And we definitely needed this because, like I said, my kids are older. You know, they're like 12 and 16. And I uh, <laughs> I didn't know what they'd be into. You know, I like I don't really know my kids. Who knows their kids? We're not Disney people. I didn't know if, hey, maybe they'd like really like Magic Kingdom. Maybe they're Epcot people. I, I know that, you know, we got the Cincinnati Zoo here. Best damn zoo ever. They're not going to want to go down to see Disney Zoo. But I know there's other stuff there. We can get into that. But we didn't think that Animal Kingdom would be a part of our Disney adventure. We thought we were Hollywood Studios people, Epcot people, and Magic Kingdom people. Got to stick with the classic Mickey Mouse stuff, you know. Anywho. um, Yeah, so I get this email saying, hey, you have to make reservations for your parks. And I'm like, all right, well, I didn't want to make reservations because I don't know what parks my kids will like. So, therefore, I don't want to be tied down to a schedule. But anyway, this is two days before. And this is Easter weekend. And next week was, you know, the, like, this is like their, one of their busiest times. Apparently Christmas or whatever is their busiest, but Easter is no slouch. Everybody's on spring break. Everybody's going. So... I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just have to go over and reserve, do these reservations. Click over, every date for the whole week is blacked out, sold out, every day. I click on them, hey, nope, can't come here, can't come to Hollywood Studios, nope, no available availability for Animal Kingdom, no availability for Epcot or uh, Magic Kingdom, whatever, so I'm like, okay, this has to be wrong. So I called Disney customer service and that guy informed me that, no, I was an idiot. I booked my tickets in January and in that email, I should have seen, which there was right underneath the total, which, you know, is was mind blowing enough. That's, that's sticker shock right there. After you, you know, you pay for your Disney tickets and then underneath, yeah, there's a thing saying, Hey, you have to make reservations. So I'm like, so what do I do, dude? You know, help me out. Disney cast member. He's like, well, uh it's a live system. You just have to keep refreshing until you get some availability. I'm like, dude, what's the chances of someone canceling? You know, and they let like 70,000 people in each park each day. You can't just let family of 4 and, you know, yeah, I was an idiot. I should have I should have read the rules. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, all right, fine. I, I, You know, by this time, my kids are crying. My wife's looking at me like, are you kidding me? This is the one thing that I, I made you in charge of, and you screw it up. I got to give my wife some credit, though, because uh, she held it together pretty good, and uh, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Because, you know, I'm that's a pretty big mistake. You know, hey, uh, <laughs> we're going on vacation. Well, nope, we're not going on vacation. But I, I think that everyone was just so sad there wasn't any time for, uh, for anyone to be to be mad or uh whatever so i it's so it was awesome to be supported by my supporting cast my family and i don't know we just uh tried to deal with the situation it just wasn't good so i'm like okay well i guess we'll, i'll just take a refund oh no on that same email you'll see that your tickets are not refundable but um you know you, we can we can get you a credit you know these are unused tickets so uh, we'll give you a credit for another day, and you guys will come back. I'm like, dude, I'm in freaking Cocoa Beach. We flew here. We're going to drive, see the mouse tomorrow, and you're telling me I can't get in. You know, it's not like I can just cancel everything. I mean, I oh, well, we can help you get reservations. At, you know, there's plenty of stuff to do in Orlando, and oh, my gosh. Like, this guy was really trying to make my situation not sound dire. <laughs> So anyway, so he's like, "Well, I'm like, I was like, I don't, I don't know." I was like, "You got to transfer me to somebody. You got to tell me there's there has to be some other option." He's like, "All right, I'll just transfer you to Unused Tickets." I'm like, "All right." So this lady from Unused Tickets gets on the phone, nice as can be oh my gosh oh yeah oh, you know but, but oh yeah unfortunately yeah you gotta have gotta have reservations sorry you didn't see that i just don't know it's just you know it's just a shame but oh you know but you can um i <laughs> you can get a credit and and they they see the good thing is the tickets hold their value sir so i yesterday you know what i did i cashed in a credit from 1996. I let someone who bought tickets from 1996 change them to 2022 tickets. And isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah, that's amazing, lady. I'm so happy for you. And I don't know who the hell didn't use their Disney tickets for however many years that is. I can't do math, but it's a lot. It's more than 22 years. (laughs) Uh, So we're stressing out. She's like, well, how about this? My system is faster than your app. I'll just go ahead and refresh and see if I can, you know, score you something. Would that be okay, sir? And I'm like, yeah, that would be okay. If you can get me in a damn Disney park for these tickets that I purchased. I bought the tickets. Let me in the dang park. Okay. I know there's COVID, whatever. Is there COVID? I don't know. Maybe there's not. I don't know what day. I don't know what day it is. We're wearing masks. We're not wearing masks. It's a weird time for everybody. Just, please, just let me in the park. Okay? I was very nice to her. I didn't say that, but I wanted to. It's my downfall. I need to grow some balls and bitch out some customer service reps. But no, we have customer service reps, and I don't like it when people do that to my people. So I'm not going to do that to Disney's people, no matter how mad I am. Anyway, she refreshed her screen. Boom. First time. Ha! I can get your family in Tuesday at Magic Kingdom. Really? Are you serious? Reserve that. Heck yeah, we got one day. All right, so I'm motioning to the kids. Kids, they got us in for one day. All right, so that that, that, that calm down. That that let's stop the screaming. My kids want to know if they had to go back home and go back to school. I don't know. It's horrible. Anyway, she was like, "Hey, okay, well, I, uh, we'll just talk for a couple more minutes." She's like, "I'm working from home, and you know, you're my last call of the day, so we can stay on as long as we want." And you know, I will just make sure that you get your tickets. Oh, look at this! We got Epcot on Monday. Wow. Okay, so I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, lady. I get it. You're chatting with a boss, or you even have the power to just like book a reservation. That's fine. I know it's the magic of Disney, but just be real with me. Like, these reservations are not just becoming available. I mean, who cancels their Disney reservations? Well, apparently somebody else did. Hollywood Studios just popped up on, on Wednesday. So there we go. Boom. All of a sudden, crisis averted. We have no uh, nothing to be worried about. We have all of our tickets. We have our reservations. We can get in the parks. And to top that off, we had the park hopper so we can go to the next park at 2 p.m. Okay, so do I need to also know what park we want to go to at 2 p.m. and then make a reservation for that park? Nope not needed sir okay then why the hell did I need that the reservation to begin with and why can't you just sell tickets and hope those people show up like what like is this an airline all of a sudden where you're asking people to fly standby or uh, give up their seat because I feel like I just got you know gave my seat up for somebody else I should get a free flight out of this free Disney cruise or something anyway so that was that that was the first magical moment. The magic of Disney. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we get we go there, we we Epcot, we went to Epcot first, and we had the Genie Plus, which has the lightning lane. So if you're not familiar with this, the mouse makes you get your ass out of bed at 7 a.m. and be on their app and refresh the screen. Refresh the screen. Well well first, no no no. Let me back up. First, you have to go through and tell them if you like princesses, if you like thrill rides, if you like Star Wars. Do you like heroes? Do you like villains? Do you like to eat? All this stuff, and you have to like fill out. You have to tell this genie app what you like. So he makes like your little itinerary saying, hey, you want, want to check out this ride and make all these suggestions? It's kind of cool, but again, I don't know. Whatever. I probably shouldn't complain about that. It's technology, and they're using it, so whatever. So, yeah, you have to basically select what rides you want, which is cool. We had a a good mix. You know, at Epcot, I really wasn't familiar with too much, but everybody's like, hey, Ratatouille, you got to do that. You got to do Soarin' Around the World. You got to do, you know, the classics, the the Figment of the Imagination thing, and the uh, Spaceship Earth, and Mission to Space, and... All the space stuff. You got to walk around the world and eat churros and drink sake. My kids weren't into any of that stuff. But anyway. Oh, yeah. So I'm up 7 a.m. I'm on my phone. Okay. Here we go. I'm going for Ratatouille 10 a.m. Let's go. Boom, 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 boom. Refresh, refresh. Ratatouille. All lightning lanes done for the day. Damn it. Okay. It's 1030 soaring. All right. Boom. Soaring around the world. Whatever got soaring lightning lane we get to skip the line people at 10 30 but we have to we have our window is 10 30 to 11 30 11 30 you show up nope you ain't getting in son you missed your window you missed your lightning lane so anyway so we get to the park early and we want to do ratatouille and it said it was an hour wait and we're like yeah hey, whatever we'll do an hour wait that's not too bad it ended up being an hour and a half which put us about 15 minutes from our Soren reservation which Ratatouille by the way was awesome neither of my kids have seen the movie i haven't seen the movie it's about a rat but whatever the technology the magic you know the the motion the uh, the 3d effects they splash water on you you're not even on a track you're on some i don't, I don't know how the hell they do it but you're in a cart and you're going all these different directions and you don't have control over anything and uh, it's kind of stressful, but at the same time, the kids loved it. And I loved it. I'm not going to lie. Ratatouille was awesome. I highly suggest it. But boom. Okay, family. The Overholzer are family. It's the Disney Amazing Race. <laughs> you have to be at your next pit stop or location or whatever the hell Amazing Race term you want to throw in there. You know, and Soren's not super close and we just we don't know where we're going. So I'm I'm looking at the app on my phone, not seeing who I'm bumping into. There's strollers everywhere. Which who brings an infant to Disney World? I saw so many infants. Yeah, bring your kid five. Like five and five and under. No, you're not allowed in here. I don't care. You need to be five years old to go to Disney World. You're not going to remember it if you're younger than that. And you're going to be a pain in your ass. You're going, to be a pain in, you're going to be a pain in your parents' ass and everyone else's ass. And just stay home. That's my... I know. How rude is that? But that that's really the way I feel. Because I saw so many kids. I'm just like, you shouldn't even be here, dude. Like, this is exhausting. I'm like 46. I'm 43. I, I don't know how old I am. But I tell you what. I'm freaking exhausted. I don't know how these kids are are keeping up with it. (laughs) Anyway, so we're running across the park to get to our next ride. And like literally, like you would have thought we were going through the airport, getting ready to miss our flight, which Soren is a flight around the world. And yeah, it was cool. It's like a big screen and you're dangling in front of it and it's magical. And we checked in like literally two minutes before our pass expired. Uh, so we did get the lightning lane there, which I'm glad we did because that also had a wait over 70 minutes. So I think we just picked, you know, the busiest time of the year to go. So that's what you got to deal with are the lines, which after a while, I'm kind of like, man, I haven't spent this much time with my family all together ever in a tight little, you know, line in, in the, 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 the little lanes that they, they the, you know, they heard you through. You know, hours just sitting there. Hey, what what's going on? Like, how's it going? You know, the kids aren't up on their electronics. They're uh, we're talking about stuff. So that was cool. That was that part I felt was magical. But that that didn't have anything to do with Disney. We could just go to Kings Island. You know what I mean? Wait in line. We we don't even have to get on get on a dang roller coaster. Just wait in line all day, and that forces it forces you to communicate with your family. But anyway, so. Yeah, so Epcot was cool. It, 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 the last time I was at Disney was 1993. And, you know, so I was, I don't know, 12, something like that. I'll have to look up to see when I was born. But the reason I remember it was 1993 is because I had a uh, Charles Barkley jersey. And it was it must have been in June because this is when the Phoenix Suns were playing the Chicago Bulls. In the, uh, in the playoffs, in the finals, NBA finals. And I think they might have blown it the night before. Like the Bulls, I think, beat them and won the championship. But I still wanted to wear my Barkley Phoenix Suns jersey. And I was being trolled, like, by people all day. Oh, man, go, go Jordan. Uh, Suns suck. <laughs> so I, I remember that. That kind of scarred me. So I remember being in line at Disney with that jersey on. And I actually Googled, when did the Suns play the Bulls in the finals? And it was 1993. So anyway, that was the last time I was at Disney with my folks. And I remember doing all these rides and stuff. And like, you know, Spaceship Earth is still there. And uh, so we got on that. And that was cool. Because it was all retro. And it like ends, like it, it, you go back in time. You start a Caveman. And then... You know, then they, they, they figured out a language, and they, they did art, and then uh, we, we invented the printing press, and people learned how to read, and then there was the Renaissance, and then there was, uh, you know, we put a man on the moon, and it kind of, then it kind of cuts off, like there's no cell phones, there's no internet, it's like they need to make another ball on top of Spaceship Earth that has like all the new shit going on in the world like you know and there was TikTok and no one talked to each other and we just did these weird dances and uh i don't know i think that would be dope so yeah so we did the uh the space spaceship or mission mission space it was it was cool it that was a, it was a good day altogether, and we we went back to our hotel which was the swan and dolphin yeah we stayed in the swan And I asked the guy, I'm like, the Swan's better, right? You know, because I just figured they were both the same. But apparently they are different. And here is a tip. The Dolphin actually has full-size beds. The Swan has queen-size beds. So you guys, Disney tip from me, if you're staying at Swan Dolphin, which I highly recommend, awesome hotel, uh, super cool, you know, all the amenities, you got the water taxi right there, stay at the Swan because they got queen-size beds. Boom. And the restaurants were freaking rad too. Like we ate, I, I, it was some Italian place I can't pronounce, but it was uh, super good. Got some chicken parm, y'all. Anyway, so get that, get that Swan Dolphin chicken parm. Actually, day one was not over at Epcot because we had reservations at the Beauty and the Beast be our guest Beast Castle in Magic Kingdom. So we had to get on monorail, go to Magic Kingdom. We uh, we got on Small World. We got a Lightning Lane to Small World, which is the way to do Small World because you have to wait longer than ten minutes to get on that ride. You know that's just not a good idea. Like in life, that's just not a good way to spend your life. But I do remember, uh, you know. <speaking but <speaking but <speaking but <speaking but just that song over and over just gets drilled inside of your head. And I, I was even looking up, like, it's a small world fax. Um, apparently, uh, Disney, Disney World was a part of, like, the World's Fair back in the day. So, like, all these corporations gave them, like, millions and millions of dollars to build all these cool rides. And they funded all this technology. So, you know, so Walt gets all this credit, which he should. I mean, but... I think it was a lot of, you know, Orlando and um, America in general just wanting to make a good impression for the World's Fair, which is a big deal back then. I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. Anyway, so It's a Small World was paid for by Pepsi. Yes. So you can thank them for that freaking song. And, you know, the guys that wrote it, they wanted to write a song that would work in all languages. And apparently it worked. And another fun fact about It's a Small World because there's a it's a small world in Disney Paris because of the time change overlap in the park hours it's a small world is playing on loop somewhere in the world at all times 24/7 pretty cool thousands of times a day in both locations but as soon as Orlando shuts down Paris is f- playing that freaking song all day so if you need to get your fix jump on a Jumbo Jet had to Paris and uh, keep keep on listening. It was cool, you know. It's hokey and whatnot, but it is classic Disney, and that's what I wanted my kids to experience. And you know, in the next couple of days, they're singing it. They're stuck in their heads too, and they're sar- sarcastically, uh, you know, talking about it like, "Oh man, that, that Small World is my favorite. And that was awesome," and uh, so that that was cool because they they got it. Uh, they understood the, the the Disney vibe, but anyway, from there we went to the Beast Castle for our for our reservation, and uh, which was a half hour late, and so we're talking almost nine o'clock before we even sat down, which is when the fireworks start. But whatever, we we're, we're from Cincinnati. We have the EBN fireworks every year. We don't we don't care about fireworks much. Any, any any place outside of Cincinnati to watch fireworks is a letdown. I don't care if you are at Disney. They're probably just as good as what we see here in Cincinnati, but I'm just saying. My kids aren't impressed by fireworks, damn it. Step up your game, Mouse, if you want that nighttime entertainment for the Overholzer family. Yeah, so we sit down. The Beast Castle. They put us... We we walk in. the, The grand ballroom is awesome. Like, looks just like it does in the cartoon. Like, a real dim golden light. And just... I don't know. You just see him and Belle dancing in the middle. Not for real, but, like, you know, in my head, I'm replaying, like, the cartoon and the movie. And I'm I I'm in a, having a moment. And then he's like, follow me. You're in the West Wing. Which is, like, this dark dungeon. I'm like, West Wing? I was like, I, I saw the movie. We're not even allowed in the West Wing. It's forbidden. Remember, bro? And he's like, ah, ha, ha. Well, since... Since Bell fell in love with the beast and the curse was broken, now we can seat people in the West Wing and overcharge you for mediocre food to make you think you're at a wedding reception. Which it was. I mean, whatever. You don't pay you don't pay for the best steak in the world. It's not it's not rubies. But yeah, it was like dang, like 60, 65 bucks a plate, and uh it felt like I was at a wedding reception that was the same caliber of food like small portions and yeah you get your filet and it's cooked right but it's just a little bit weird and the kids are drinking from 15 dollars souvenir cups and they're eating chicken fingers that are 37 bucks and you drop four bills and you leave feeling like that damn mouse is so magical how did he get me to do this and i i love it oh my god (laughs) <laughs> no. I mean, really, I didn't I didn't like the West Wing seats, but I guess I'm a snob. I, I want to go there and sit in the big ballroom. And I want Belle to come out and dance with the freaking Beast. And I want the clock guy. And I, I want L- Lumiere. And I want them to walk around. I want them to, like, you know, like, creepily rub my kid's head and all that. <laughs> all we got was the Beast to come out and literally kind of wave at everybody, did a turn, and then left. And they even say, they even it's not even a surprise, because they come over and they announce, Uh-oh, Ladies and gentlemen, the Beast will be making an appearance in a few minutes. As he should, we're his guests. He, he's the damn host, he should make an appearance. Eh, please do not get out of your seat. What? I can't jump up and get a selfie with the Beast? Come on, man, put some air conditioning in that costume. Let's go, bro. Like I said, I'm dropping four bills on these chicken fingers. (laughs) I got the souvenir glass with the, oh, wait. My daughter couldn't even keep her glass. You don't get to keep that glass. It's a souvenir LED ice cube. Thank you. And it's only 15. It's not 16. The, The big goblet that my son got a Coke in was 16. Again, magic. Disney, you had tens of thousands of people paying that price. Do it. Do it every damn day. But anyway, whatever. It was fun. Got up the next day. Boom. Day two. Genie Plus. I'm going to get Splash Mountain, baby. 10 a.m. That's what I'm going for. My kids don't want to do anything else. They just want to go back to Magic Kingdom. They want to ride Splash Mountain. And then we'll see where the day takes us from there. But that was that was the one ride that we wanted to get. So I get up. I set my alarm for 655. Woke up about 658. Uh turned on my app, started refreshing, refreshing. Alright, the app turns over to 7 a.m. <laughs> and boom. Splash Mountain right there, baby. 10 uh, Splash Mountain, 8 o'clock. I'm like, oh, that's gonna suck, but I'll hit okay. Boom. I hit okay. It said, please confirm your reservation for 9 30. All right, good. That's even better. Boom, confirmed a nine thirty reservation. Please note your time changed. You now have Splash Mountain at ten thirty, because so many damn people are on this app, because that's the only way to guarantee really one ride. Well, it's not even a guarantee because it's a faulty system, but it, I, I like the idea of it, and I think it can be. I think it can work. To my understanding, it's fairly new, and they're still trying to figure it out. But yeah, so you so you you agree to. 8 a.m. And then by the time you get to the next step and select your riders, all these other people jump in front of you. And by the time you actually are done, you don't know what your real time is until the end. Which was like, you know, the first day with the Ratatouille thing. Like, boom, I'm looking for Ratatouille. It's gone. Or no, I clicked on one. Oh, 8.50 p.m. Well, we had freaking i sorry, we're guests of the beast tonight at his castle. I can't make your 8.50 p.m. Ratatouille in a different park. So, yeah, so I got my 10.30 Splash Mountain. Let's go, family. We slept in a little bit. We go to the Disney, got, jump on the monorail. We had to wear masks on the monorail, which is fine. But, again, it's like we're still doing this. All right. We wore masks on the plane down. We're masks on the monorail. Okay, we're doing it. Get to Splash Mountain ten thirty. The line's seventy minutes long. I scan my genie pass, and the lady's like, "You made reservations for Space Mountain, sir." <laughs> oh no, really? So Clark Griswold couldn't freaking see his app at six fifty seven whatever in the morning, and I made the uh, <laughs> made the wrong reservation. So, Space Mountain. And my my wife has a bad neck, and I wanted her to make sure she got the you know, experience every ride with the with the kids. And so I'm like, no. I know Space Mountain's like a little indoor roller coaster with all these tight turns you're going to get whipped around. And then that's just not going to work. So, whatever. So we let our – we canceled that, that Genie Plus. By that time, all the Space Mountain lightning lanes were done for the day. Splash Mountain. Sorry. We're Splash Mountain hanging here. Which, guess what, Disney? Change the name of your freaking ride. Why don't you say like like Splash Splash Log Fun Time or the Br'er Rabbit. How about Br'er Rabbit Ride? Boom. No more confusion. Space Mountain, Splash Mountain. I'm sorry. They look the same. I need readers. So we waited in that line. 70 minutes. I was there. I thought I qualified for the lightning pass. And so you, you sit there and they call it the standby line. And you just watch all these people with their little lightning lanes, and they just walk by you, and they go straight onto the ride, and they don't have to sit there and sweat and get sunburned and, uh, you know, listen to everybody speaking all these different languages, and you, you just kind of, like, try to eavesdrop on conversations, and you're just like, man, like, where are you from, bro? And I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, that just shows the power of Disney, because people come from all over the world. Now, you know, that's what makes it cool, too. But anyway, you love being a Lightning Lane person, but man, you hate the Lightning Lane people. When you didn't get a Lightning Lane, you just think they suck. That's all there is to it. It makes you hate other Disney guests. And the Lightning Lane is only like 15, 15 bucks per person per day, which, yeah, if you have a family for over three days, that adds up. But I'm also kind of like, dang, Disney. If ever you're going to raise the rate and screw people, why don't you jack up the price of your park admission and cut down by 10,000 people on how many people you let in the gate? Not because of a damn reservation system, but, you know, like selling tickets. That would be one way. And wow, I would love to wait 30 minutes instead of four hours for some attraction. I mean, it'd be nice to buy a ticket and know you're guaranteed to ride whatever you wanted to ride. Novel concept. But no. You buy your ticket and you gotta download an app and you gotta pay extra and you gotta wake up at 6 a.m. And you gotta refresh your damn screen and then you gotta apologize to your kids because you can't read and your eyes are going bad and everything's fuzzy. And you took a Benadryl the night before and you're all groggy and it's just like ugh it's a lot of stress. It is not a relaxing vacation. I am beach people. So that was day two. Day two. Yeah, we cut it off uh, about 3 o'clock on day two. You know, we, we did the flying dumbos. That was cool. We did a mobile food order. That was cool. I liked that. You could order on your phone and go pick it up instead of waiting in line. Oh, yeah, we did the damn teacups, Mad Hatter teacups. And my kids, for some reason, they don't get motion sickness at all. And the older I get, the more freaking ill I get every time I get on a spinny, spinny ride. <laughs> Their goal was to make this damn teacup go round and round and round and round. And uh, so we got out and felt like we were about ready to yak. But hey, it's the magic of Disney, you guys. We didn't yak. The mouse knew the power of our stomachs. And he was x-raying our stomachs while we were spinning. And he has a lever that he you know, slows down the ride. But just enough to give you a headache. We rode the Flying Dumbo's, classic, and then we said, "You know what? This is it for us. We're done with Magic Kingdom. Uh, let's go back to that Swan Dolphin and let's chill by the pool, because <laughs> we're beach people. You know what I mean? We want to have relaxing time. We wanted to get in the get in the water. You know? And I'm like, nah, at first I was like, nah, we gotta we gotta do it. We gotta keep going. This is this is an endurance challenge. Come on, this isn't a vacation. The vacation was at Cocoa Beach, you guys. Now we're at Disney. We have to do this." But even by then, I was like, "Man, I just want to chill by the pool and drink a couple beers, and you know, call it a day. We're gonna we're gonna chill, and then we're gonna get up early the next day to do Hollywood Studios, which is something cool. I'm actually glad I went to the pool because we were sitting there on the pool, in the pool on our on our uh, beach chair, our little chairs, drinking some Coronas. The kids were in the pool enjoying a good time. I look up on top of the Swan." Which is this giant swan statue on top of the swan hotel. And I saw a freaking bald eagle, you guys. Freaking bald eagle. It wasn't a robot bald eagle. It was a real bald eagle. I've never seen a bald eagle in the wild. I'm Googling, are there bald eagles in in uh are there bald eagles in in, in Florida? Like I don't I don't even know. Apparently there are. There's a thousand nesting pairs of bald eagles in Florida. So I'm pretty sure I saw one of them. Um, not the nesting pair, but I saw a bald eagle, and that was cool. And I, and I said to my wife, uh, I was like, man, you see that? She was like, man, I don't, I, it looks like a bald eagle, but it just doesn't seem like a bald eagle we should be here at Disney with all this stuff around. I'm like, I know, but it's magical. And he's he's doing the magic. He he understands. And then I, I, I saw someone who worked at the the hotel, and I was like, sir, I, man, I was like, what's the chance of that being a bald eagle? And. He hardly talk English, and he was just like, "I, I don't, I don't know, uh, it, it could be." And he just kept walking. He, I'm not even sure he understood what I was saying, but I tried, and uh, I wanted to ask everybody at the pool because if they saw a bald eagle and they didn't tell me, I'd be pissed. But um, I don't know. My wife was embarrassed, and she's like, "You just can't, you can't be going around acting like bald eagles coolest thing ever." I'm sorry. I think it's cool. Maybe I love America too much. (laughs) That had nothing to do with Disney or anything, but seeing a bald eagle on top of the swan, come on. That's, That's Disney magic right there. All right, so we got our game plan for the next day. We're on day three, you guys. All right, day three, Hollywood Studios. I wanted to do Hollywood Studios Tuesday or Wednesday, but because I could only get a reservation on Wednesday, I didn't have that option. And I wanted to do it just because of one ride, and that is Rise of the Resistance in the Galaxy's Edge portion of Hollywood Studios. That's the only reason I bought these freaking tickets, you guys. It's not for the mouse. It's for the Star Wars. And that's what, you know, what made me say, hey, I'm going to shout out some coin, some mouse coin, and we're going to we're going to go see Star Wars, and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to feel like a kid. But anyway, so I, but I couldn't do that Tuesday. And I, I wanted to do it Tuesday because I knew that my my lightning lanes, I, I just knew I was going to screw something up. And that's exactly what happened. And I don't know if it was me or not. It was a little bit of both. I want to blame technology, but I'm not brilliant. So whatever. Got up in the morning. The first water taxi out of the Swan Hotel leaves at 6.45 a.m. Gets you to Hollywood Studios gate at 7 a.m., which is go time for the app. And if you're staying at a Disney resort, you can get in the – they open the gates an hour early. So you can get in an hour early, and they start the rides a half hour early, 7.30 on the dot. And then this is your go time. This is what Disney pros and like people at like Disney Decipher and Zippity doo Die Disney whatever. This is what they call rope drop. Rope drop is like starting line, like Amazing Race. Like there's a rope in front of you, and boom, we're open. The rope drops, and you freaking take off running. And so that's what rope drop is. And we we're ready. To, we are ready to do that. We set our alarm. Beach people, we got up at six forty-five. We got up six, actually. We were on the boat at six forty-five. I was on my phone refreshing, refreshing. Six fifty-nine. My wife, my wife's, uh, her phone was on worldclock.org, so we knew the exact time and we knew when the second was coming around, so I could refresh right before, and then boom, seven o'clock. Hit that. Hit my mark. And rise the resistance, lightning lane, right there it is in all of its glory. And I click on it. Yes, 8 8 a.m. lightning lane, rise the resistance. I go to, you have to pay for this one. This one you have to pay like 15 bucks for, even though I already paid 15 bucks. The ride's so damn good that people just pay whatever. It doesn't matter. Money's not even a thing anymore. (laughs) You just keep paying. Well, and I'm on the pay screen, and then I hit the check out and it's like lightning lanes no longer available for this ride the whole day's lightning lanes were gone for rise of resistance and it couldn't have been 20 seconds 20 seconds max i mean it was more like realistically 10 seconds but anyway they're gone and but we had a backup plan which was run like hell so they opened up the gates we got in and we're like, okay, we're rope dropping this thing. So that was a plan. If I screw something up and we get we miss the lighting lane, we have to run to the ride. And I'm going to try to get Slinky Dog Lighting Lane. Slinky Dog was freaking booked up. I didn't know what Slinky Dog was. Just these stupid blogs and podcasters are saying Slinky Dog is the ride you want. Which is B freaking S. It is a little... <laughs> it's cool, it's well designed everything there is well designed, it's pretty it's immaculate but it's, it, for my kids who are like, you know, 5 and 13, they they uh, they're kind of above Slinky Dog, but anyway I miss freaking Slinky Dog, I'm running to rise of the resistance and I missed that one, I missed Slinky Dog so I got Smuggler Smuggler Run for 12.15 so I'm like, okay, cool. We got a 12:15 Lightning Lane Smuggler Run. We're good. We're running the Rise of the Resistance right now. We got this Disney magic. And I so they have a rule at Disney. You're not allowed to run. So we weren't actually running. When I say run, that was kind of hyperbole for effect, exaggeration, drama, dramatic effect. So we're running. I swear to God, we got passed by a a lady pushing a guy in a wheelchair. I think the wheelchair actually gave her like more speed. That was that was freaking crazy. We're just like walking very fast, very briskly, like Olympic speed walkers. Like very, 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 very weird. My 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 daughter's jogging because she's only six. I'm just kidding, she's nine. She really is nine. <laughs> I don't know why I'm such a dickhead. <laughs> so we're going to Rise of the Resistance, and we get in line. And they're like, yeah, you know, because we're, we're here before anybody else, man. So we're we're already, there's already a ton of people in front of us, but it's not a four-hour wait. I was looking at my app all week. It was running like 180 minutes all freaking week. And apparently that ride is like Jaws. It breaks down all the time. remember like Jaws from like, uh, I don't know if it's Universal Studios or Hollywood, something. There's like a theme park somewhere I had a Jaws ride and Jaws was notorious for breaking down anyway or maybe that's why I filmed the I don't know what the Jaws story is but that's what it reminded me of so we get in line for Rise of Resistance it's 7:30. the line should start moving because the ride opens at 7 30 you guys and it's 7.45 and we're still standing there. And it's 8 o'clock and we're still standing there. And then, wait, the line is moving. The line is moving really fast. The line is moving too fast. They opened up the line and kicked everyone out because the lo- the ride broke down. <laughs> yes, I looked at my app and I didn't even want to say anything to my family. But I was like, uh, it says ride closed. And then, sure enough, we figured out ride was closed because they kicked everybody out of the line. So everyone ran the smuggler run, and we ran – we we just went through – we kind of were like, you know, kind of sad. like, dang it, we're beach people. We woke up early, and our whole advantage of the rope drop blew up in our face. The whole advantage of Genie blew up in our face. So we're sad. We're despondent. We're uh, we got our blue milk, fresh from the teat of a space creature, and we got our Rondo Ronto dog hot dog galactic breakfast treat. Another thing that was crazy was this uh, in Galaxy's Edge. You know, you walk up, you buy a Coke, and it's just not like a bottle of Coke or a can or a fountain drink or whatever. It's like a a Coke packaged in a thermal detonator you know from star wars or some sort of grenade i don't know maybe the star wars nerds will uh correct me on this and please do i was just thinking about that i was like man they're 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 packaging their their product in a grenade and i'm like you know it's 2022 where all these corporations are super uh sensitive about every little subject but man that's the power of the mouse the mouse went to the coke and said hey we can sell so many of these things, but here's the deal: you have to, <laughs> you have to package your product in a weapon of mass destruction. Yes, I, 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 would, I would love to drink Coke out of a grenade. I bought two of them. It was awesome, but I just thought that was crazy because. <laughs> but maybe we'll like start packing our T-shirts and like, uh, I don't know. AK-47 bags or something. I think people would be all about it. But anyway, we were super bummed. We uh, you know, couldn't get on the ride. It closed. And we pouted all the way to Slinky Dog. And we waited 80 minutes to get on Slinky Dog. Which, it was fun. I got a video of me and my daughter on Slinky Dog. It was cool. But don't... Guys, don't, don't waste your Genie Plus on Slinky Dog. Don't do it. It's a fun ride, but don't. Come on what are you guys doing seriously let's get with the program here so anyway so i'm looking back and i'm in line for slinky dog and rise of the resistance opens back up okay this is kind of sad but it opens up we decide all right whatever we'll get to rise of the resistance afterwards stay in line for slinky dog Road slinky dog had a good time by the time we were off slinky dog we, we look and Rise of Resistance is broke down. It is closed. Huh. So we're like, all right, so what's our game plan going to be here, guys? So we did our Smuggler Run at uh, 1215, which was cool. Oh, yeah, we did Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. We, uh, we got to watch the stunts of Indiana Jones, which is cool. And that was one I saw in 1993, and I don't think it changed at all. But this one made my made me very proud as a, a father of a very hilarious and creative daughter. Um, <laughs> so there, there's a part in the stunt scene or in the stunt show where they, they show you how to punch people, basically, and you know they do like the stage punch and and whatever. And so like this one actor like punches Indiana Jones and. My daughter looks at me and she says louder than her, like, you know, her whispering voice, keep my wife's name out your freaking mouth. <laughs> so like people were like laughing around us, but it was like, so, so funny. It just like hilarious just because, uh, that whole Chris rock Will Smith thing. Just, I don't know. So funny. What a dumbass ass Chris or, uh, Will Smith. Like if you'd have just said, "Heh, hey, that's funny, whatever, screw you, Chris," and sent out a tweet about it, no one would care. But because he did that, every day I think about that joke and think about his his uh, wife and GI Jane 2, and I just can't wait for that movie to come out. But anyway, but it, like my daughter was just like quick Johnny on the spot as soon as she saw someone get slapped. <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. Oh god, that was a DZ. That was probably the laugh of the trip. I'm trying to think of how many uh good laughs we got. But so anyway, so so we get off smuggler run at twelve fifteen. And then we do uh, a couple other rides. And and Rise of the Resistance, wait. Rise of Resistance is back up. Okay, here we go. Back up. The wait, 180 minutes. And that's just an estimate. Now they have all these backed up lightning lanes from earlier in the day of people who paid. Those people got to get through. So the 180 minute wait, they're telling people in line, it could be up to four hours. We just don't know. We're freaking... We have all this technology in the world, but because we have an hour window for the Lightning Lanes and we don't really know if the Lightning Lanes even exist or not and we just don't really know what the wait is because Lightning Lanes get to cut off everybody and no one gets to play until the Lightning Lane kids get to play. <sighs> so that it, that's exhausting. And, and at this point, we, we are failing. Our, our Disney magic is... Our, our our torch of Disney spirit is like this little light of mine is not shining. That's not a Disney thing, but there's got to be some sort of I don't know. They put Tinker cut Tinker Bell in a vacuum sealed jar or something. That's that's how we all felt. We were just little fairies in a mason jar, suffocating in the Florida sun. Because we weren't going to get to ride Rise of the Resistance, we didn't see us. We're, we're beach people. We don't. We don't. We don't go. We don't do this. We don't wait in line for three hours for anything. We'll sit on a beach for five hours and not do anything. But we're not going to wait in a line to see an amazing ride. So we, we kind of accepted that, and we said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do, family. We're going to go back to the hotel, and we're going to take afternoon naps. And then from three to five, it's lights out. And we really just got on our phones and TikToked and whatever. But five o'clock, boom, back to Disney. And I was talking to somebody, and he's like, dude, I tell you what, best secret, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse runaway railway ride. I'm like, all right. I mean, if if you're saying that's the finale of our trip is the Mickey Mouse runaway railway and a nine o'clock reservation at the, the sci-fi dinner theater i guess that's as good as it gets i guess that's what we'll plan and meanwhile i'm still i'm still refreshing refreshing to see if rise of resistance is up is it down it's uh you know whatever rise of the resistance was back up it said that the wait was an hour and 20 minutes but anyway by this point we decided hey we're gonna go to mickey minnie's runaway railway and it was awesome it was totally awesome it was cool as hell yes mickey mouse and if they would branded it, it something else if they made it slinky dogs runaway railway there would have been triple triple the line or t-rex's or whatever toy story things hot that day or in uh, bruno whatever it would the line would have been triple but it was classic Mickey Mouse. You go through an old cartoon. It's like a trackless thing. All the technology in the world, like super, super dope. Like you just like you're just like in awe. Like how the hell did they do this? You just want to look at everything and touch all the walls and like the, like that's another thing about the construction at Disney. It's not like they just take two by fours and some screws and they make the they everything's like custom concrete. Like, molded... uh, Like, everything is, like, a work of art. It is amazing to look at the architecture. Especially, like, Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars land. um, Like, every light fixture is, like, weird, spacey something. Like, you don't go to Lowe's and buy that. Like, everything's, like, handcrafted by, you know, some... I don't know, laser blacksmith in Uganda or something that, like, hammers out this stuff in the hot African sun all day and then sells it for whatever to mickey mouse and then they make it look cool i don't know how they do it and i I, that's my goal when i got home is like look into more of like the attractions and the design because as a t-shirt designer i love design just you know from packaging to all all that all that stuff and how they make those choices and where they source the products and uh why they choose this paint color and this angle and that angle and i don't know it just seems like there's so many places in that park that to cut corners, and it seems like all they do is pack as much eye candy in as possible, and it's amazing. It, it's that part is truly amazing. Um, what else? Where was it? Oh yeah. So we're so we're outside of uh, we the family love. We're totally impressed by Mickey Minnie Runaway Railway, cool as hell, and so we're we're debating: Are we going to wait? You know, three hours for rise of resistance because it's probably just going to break again. Uh, or are we going to just chill and go to our reservation for the the drive-in sci-fi theater? And we uh, we let a little a little pub next to the uh, sci-fi theater make that decision for us. After a couple double Tito's and I had a couple of Hefeweizens and uh, the kids had a big old pretzel and some, you know, $30 strawberry drink. We decided, you know what, guys, Disney is an endurance challenge and it is our duty. We came here to see Rise of Resistance. That's all there is to it. And we're going to go and we're going to wait that line. It says 120 minutes. But, you know, we don't know if that's accurate. I just, whatever. If it's four hours, we're just going to do it, guys. So we decided as a family, we're going we're gonna to go. And we walked up to it. And we just got in line. And we went back, and we're like, man, this line does not seem that long. And we're inside already, and we're seeing this cool stuff on the walls. And we got way closer than we did earlier in that morning. And we, you know, we caught the people in front of us and we're all standing around and the line is not moving. Like, oh, my God, what is going on? Did the ride close again? Like it was like half hour and we would move like one group and then another seemed like an hour would go by. It would move like, an, you know, another half of a turn thingy. When we're just thinking, like, we're trying to get it th- and we're like, okay, so the, so the line is moving. They're not saying anything about it being shut down. The app still says 120 minutes. All right, we, we have faith in the system. Well, it turns out I, we, we figured it out. They had to move all the lightning lane people through first. So, our and li- which they did account for in the weight, the line weight, okay, the weight. So, even though we weren't moving, our line, in reality, it was not that long. The standby lane was not long because the people at the gate were telling people three to four hours because the people at the gate, the cast members, if you will, the space cadets, the Tatooine whatevers, they, uh, they didn't know how long it would take all those catch-up Lightning Lane people to get through. So even though we didn't move for over an hour... Within a half hour, we were moving. And we're moving consistently. And we're like, oh my God. And by this time, the park's closed. They close at 9. And we're still in line. I guess you can get in line. That's another tip. You can get in line for something up until 9 o'clock. Like Hollywood Studios closes at 9. You can get in line at 9. And it could be a three-hour wait. And they'll keep that thing running until you go through. Soon enough, boom, we get... We we get up there, so it really was only like an hour and twenty minute wait. We're kind of caught off guard, and all of a sudden we're in this room, and then like this hologram of Ray starts talking to us, and we're looking around like, wow, this is pretty cool for the people in line, you know, like two hours before the ride starts to give them some entertainment. I like this, and then boom, all of a sudden we're on this, we're getting asked to to get on this uh, other ride, and I'm like. Wait a second, I think we're doing it. I think I think this is the rise of the resistance. We we freaking made it. And we so I don't know if you've been on it. I hate to spoil it, but you can get on YouTube and there's all these like point of videos of the whole ride. It is it is amazing. But yeah, the whole time we're like, is this it? Is this uh, uh, is uh, I told, like, it was all amazing, but we're like, is this the ride? Am I riding right now? Because I'm walking. And I feel like I'm being taken prisoner. Like all of a sudden the, the cast members are yelling at me, telling me to quit gawking at the stormtroopers. Like, what? Like you spent a bajillion dollars on this room. You you walk into this room and it's freaking enormous. It's like a Costco filled with stormtroopers. And the Disney cast members telling you to quit gawking and you gotta get in your jail cell. I even told Kylo Ren. I'm like, dude. We thought this was a ride, like there there has to be a mistake here, because I'm here with my family, and like, now you're putting me in jail, and oh my gosh, Then the resistance breaks me out of jail, and we get on, oh, and then it was just freaking, just mayhem from there, and then we ended up escaping, and Kyler Wren was trying to kill us, and and then there's this room with eye walkers, and, and we were like go up like this elevator thing, and then it kind of drops you down, and, and then you're in a room that's just like like the Smuggler Run, and oh my gosh, and my kids are loving it, and they're just like what the hell, and everybody's tired and delirious, and uh, oh me and mom are half drunk and we had to pee, and we we're about ready to piss ourselves on this <laughs> this this ride, oh my gosh we don't know if there's going to be a water taxi to take us home because we're because we're you know we're out, we're up late and man that was the most amazing experience we dealt with adversity all day we we conquered freaking disney we're not mouse people we're beach people and we did it we're never going to be mouse people again i i, I told my daughter you're going to go in 30 years i don't even know if i'm going to be around take your kids that's fine. Leave me out of it. I'm not going back. No. No. Stop it. No no trips with neighbors. No. Adults, adults who go with adults, no. Do not do that. You shouldn't take infants under five, and you shouldn't take adults with adults. You have to take a kid. They should not let you in Disney World with another adult and no kid. It's like Chuck E. Cheese. It's creepy. There's no reason for you to be there. There's no reason for two two adults to get on Slinky Dog in the Story. Drop me a comment if you disagree. Anyway, so that was that was that was it. That was our, our our Disney dream. The 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 mouse is magical. 100%. All magic. And we had a great time. The app was crazy, as I told you. It's just they're, they're trying. Uh, the new technology is awesome. I'm glad that they're getting away from the spinny rides that suck you to your seat, and they or, or just sit you on a chair that moves with the screen because that kind of makes you sick when you're in your 40s. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll do a, a promo code for 20% off. Let's do uh, promo code Bald Eagle. Promo code Bald Eagle will save you 20% off of your order at uh, Scentsy Shirts or in our retail stores. Coming up and. Yeah, and we're, we're trying to open up a store in Fort Mitchell, you guys. So that is a bomb that you can drop and tell your mama. Go tell your mama about Fort Mitchell your Shirts opening up soon. thank my staff because I really did dog it this month. Um, you guys deserve a better boss. than. But I was making up a trip from COVID that got canceled. It's such a stupid excuse. Oh, my God, COVID, my COVID vacation. So now I have 27 vacations because of COVID. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm back and ready to buckle it down. And we're ready to give you guys some sweet t-shirts and all that stuff like we do. So yeah, promo code Bald Eagle says you 20%. Love everybody. Uh, tell me about your Disney experience and uh, let me know what's up. Thanks. Holla. It's a world of
0: Well of course that had to be the play-out song, so fun Cincy Shirts related fact sort of. Josh, uh, one of the other owners of, uh, or the other owner of Cincy Shirts, he is a stand-up comedian of course, he is good friends with a comedian named Wendy Liebman, in fact, that's uh, one of his idols. In fact, if you don't know Wendy Liebman, by the way, you may know her from America's Got Talent. She uh, started off, as she took some time off and to get back into comedy. She went on America's Got Talent. She is, like, super hilarious. She's an insanely good joke writer. And I can see why uh, she's one of Josh's favorites. She's one of my favorites, too. Look her up. Anyway, fun fact, I'm friendly with her, too. I know her to say hello to. I've interviewed her a few times. She is married to one of uh, the, a son of one of the Sherman Brothers. The Sherman Brothers wrote It's a Small World and all those other Disney songs back in the 60s. They're with the Winnie the Pooh theme. So, yeah, little fun fact there for you. And also, just a little couple thoughts I had on the Disney parks thing. Uh, Yeah, I like Darren's review a lot. It's fun to hear someone's, you know, thoughts on it that don't normally go to amusement parks or go to Disney. It's pretty interesting. But uh, he is right. If you don't have kids, it's really not that fun. Uh, Epcot, maybe, because, you know, there's a lot of, like, Food from all over the world, and there's more. I guess grown-up things to do at Epcot than there is at the other three parks. I reckon. I do recommend Cars World if you go out to California. Go to California's Adventure. Although people think it's kind of weird. In fact, one of the podcasts or YouTube channels my girls follow on amusement parks, a Defunct Land, they describe it as the. Uh, it, was, it seems ridiculous that they have a California-themed park and already themed Calif- California-themed California. That's one of the jokes from the show, which always cracks them up. But boy, Cars World is amazing. It's like you're actually in the movie. It's unbelievable. Star Wars Land's fine. I mean, I'd probably be more impressed with Star Trek World, but they did a very nice job there. Worth the trip. If you have kids, definitely worth the trip, but uh, we probably won't be going back until we have grandkids. And what's also... uh, strange about Disney, I'll just throw this in real quick, is when I was a kid, I would say the Cincy Shirts audience is either just older than me down to just a little younger than Josh and Darren. And for me, in the 70s and 80s, Disney wasn't a movie company like it is now, an entertainment company, any of that. It was an amusement park company that put out rubbishy films every now and then. Liked Herbie in the 70s. But, you know, in the 70s, they were putting out... It wasn't animation. It was like live-action stuff. Gus uh, the, bought a donkey that kicks field goals for a football team. It, it, just stuff like that. And they were fine. Uh, Black Hole is interesting. If you're a science fiction fan, it's not as terrible as I remember. Go back and watch that. A little slow. But if you like your 70s science fiction, Black Hole's is a good one to check out. I'm sure it's on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, they were an amusement park company. They weren't a movie and TV company until they bought ABC in the late 80s. And then they started with, uh, what was the first one? Little Mermaid was the first big. And then it, they started that big run of being a movie studio again. So that was just interesting. I always thought of Disney as a uh, an amusement park company. I didn't even like the cartoons when I was a kid because you couldn't see. You saw Mickey Mouse cartoons once a week, maybe on the Wonderful World of Disney, whereas you saw Yogi Bear and the Warner Brothers cartoons, those two studios were on Saturday morning all the time, and after school, and all that stuff, you know, Mickey Mouse I never got into, because he just, he just wasn't around, you know? We only had 30 channels when I was a kid, and we were happy. So anyway, I digress. So if you're, uh, if there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, by the way, we are taking suggestions all the time. Email podcast at cincshirts.com Tell us who you'd like to have on the show. You can volunteer yourself. If you like, if you have some sort of unique connection to the Cincinnati area, we have a few people that approached us during the Super Bowl run there. They run the store and said, hey, by the way, I know somebody, or I. Do do this thing and I might be interested in being on the show. So I have those folks to get back to. So we do have some guests coming up, I can assure you. In the meantime, be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the Tri-State. As always, go back and check out the Cincy Shirts podcast archives if you haven't already. Uh, hopefully you've gotten caught up here since we've been on hiatus a little bit here during the beginning of 2022. Today's show is produced by me with all from Josh and Darren theme Music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They're from Philadelphia. Find their music and. Apple Music, Spotify, uh, I guess Google Play, they're probably on as well. Wherever you get your music, you can probably find Big at Nothing. Find minted cheese from great places like Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, Philadelphia, and more at oldschoolshirts.com. We like to say it's Cincy Shirts, but for those towns. And again, the promo code for this episode is Bald Eagle. Bald Eagle, all one word there. In honor of the Bald Eagle Darren saw there at the Swan and Dolphin Hotel at the Magic Kingdom. All right, so uh, you're going to use that to take 20% off, by the way. 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. Or you can come into our stores and over the Ryan and Hyde Park and say, hey, I'd like to use the promo code Bald Eagle. And that'll save you 20%. Follow our social channels Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast. From, and as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. Cincinnati.